0: this is an encounters episode we're really excited because we're gonna read you your stories and it's gonna be a spooky ball of a time yes it
1: will and we're just gonna go right into it because i have an email titled don't talk shit about dolls do you want to say what our podcast is first oh this is two girls one ghost two girls one ghost and now we're gonna talk about why you shouldn't. oh wait no (laughs) (laughs) okay keep going i'll be quiet oh you tell you cue me when i can talk again okay Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, and we hear your ghostesses. That is Corinne, and I am Sabrina. And cue Corinne to tell us a story. Okay, now we're gonna talk
1: about why <laughs> you don't want to talk shit about dolls. Yes. So whoa, sorry. My God, I can't believe I screwed up so
0: much in the beginning. Hey, be kinder to yourself. Shush to the inner critic. Okay, you heard it here, everybody.
1: Sabrina's shushing me. <laughs> 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 I'm gaslighting this year. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> wow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> one person finds peace. The other one becomes a tormentor. That's Chaos. To the best one ghost. Chaos. All right. Hey, girls, ghosts, and lay. I found your pod a few months ago after sadly finishing a little bit grim. I needed something new to fill my long days and love the macabre. And you two are... Which you two do perfectly, so thank you.
0: Oh, well, thank I haven't you. had many
1: encounters, but wanted to share my faves. Most are possibly explainable or just a coincidence, but what's the fun in that? <laughs> I'll start with the spookiest. When I was a teenager, I went to Illinois with my mom and my grandma for a family reunion. While there, we stayed with my great aunt, I'll just say aunt for typing's sake, at her cute old farmhouse. Not-so-cute was one of her guest bedrooms, which had a weird secondary room attached that was filled with dolls. Not only on shelves, but also on a rocking chair, one on a tea party table,
0: and one in a freaking crib. Why do I feel like it's always like this? It's, it's never like, oh, they're just a couple dolls. It's either there's no dolls or there are an ungodly amount of dolls.
1: Yeah. We're going to have another if we search our inbox, we're going to have another email that's like, hi, girls, like I collect haunted antique dolls. I even keep one in a crib. And then we're going to be like, that's so cool. But from this perspective, we're like, that's terrifying. Who would do
0: that. Yeah, well, because I think we are predicting that this is going to be a negative experience. Yeah. So it creeps us out. It initially. does. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. After asking my great aunt if she ever had seen a horror movie before. Or if she's just a psychopath, (laughs) she laughed and explained that her sister Rose, who died when my grandma was little, loved dolls and had a big collection that my aunt kept when she
0: passed away. Okay, that is very sweet. Mm Mm-hmm. That is very sweet. Okay, now we understand a little bit more. Compassion.
1: Yes. Look at us being compassionate now, (laughs) not gaslighting anybody. (laughs) I told her, that's sweet. But freaking creepy. I'm not (laughs) sleeping in this room. She laughed again and she said, you won't be sleeping in the basement either then. That's where the rest are. Which I responded to with a look of, how is there more? Oh, hell no.
0: Wow. I mean, I can't really judge because I'm literally holding a stuffed animal right now.
1: That's okay, though. Stuffed animals. Well, also, you have a history of haunted stuffed animals. So we'll see how long this koala lasts. Fast forward to later that night, we're having some drinks in the kitchen and sharing family stories. My great-aunt starts telling us about Rose and a few stories of them as kids. Still not able to drop the whole doll thing, I ask questions like, Did she have certain favorites? To take mental note of which ones to keep an eye on, of course. (laughs) Then the more pressing questions of if weird stuff ever happens with them, or if she's ever seen them move. (laughs) She sassily replied, I'm 80 years old. You think I remember where I put anything? And we all laugh. I start going on about how I could never live in a house with dolls. I've seen way too many horror movies and how creepy they are. And not a minute later, the power to the inside of the house goes out, and I about shit myself. My great aunt, not phased at all, said, Must be a storm coming. And told me to go down and flip the breaker in the pantry closet of the basement.
0: Dun, dun, dun.
1: Yeah, I didn't know storms could trip just some of the power either. I protested because I'm scared of the dark. I'm a chicken. Especially dark doll storage basements. Again, fair. But was outvoted because I'm young. (laughs) (laughs) I walked down the hall Lit by just the outside lights, fumbling to turn on my phone flashlight before going down the stairs to the pitch black basement. Not knowing where the light switches were, I didn't bother to flip them on for when the power was back. I found the pantry, and of course, the pantry shelves right next to the breaker were filled, floor to ceiling with dolls, each in their own display box. I quickly flipped the tripped breakers, and I sprinted up the stairs with that classic feeling of something running up the stairs behind me. Yep. When I got upstairs, my mom asked if I got too scared and bailed because the inside lights were still off. (gasps) Winded after what felt like running for my life, I told them that I flipped them, but there must be a trick to it, so someone else better go try. (laughs) They told me to put on my big girl pants and go flip them. When I get scared, I get a little panic sarcastic so as I ran down the stairs I said out loud okay Rose very funny and I flipped them off and on again trying to not even look at the dolls I got back upstairs and the lights were still not on my family started to get what a little the annoyed and told me to stop messing around and just turn the lights back on half irritated half pissing myself scared I went back down I stood in the pantry for a second and I said to the shelves of dolls I'm sorry I was mean and I called you creepy can I please turn the lights back on? I paused, kind of expecting to hear a creepy doll voice in the response, but thankfully, nothing. Then, reflipped the breaker, and instantly, every light in the basement flicks on. I didn't wow. even know whether to laugh or cry that apologizing worked. <laughs> <laughs> nothing else happened to the rest of the trip, and to this day, my family still thinks I was messing with them and to this day i have not said anything bad about roses dolls within a two-state radius of my great aunts
0: but two states away you could talk as much shit as you want (laughs) yeah you gotta be 300 miles and just cross the border and it's like let (laughs) me complain about roses dolls (laughs) (laughs) on a lighter note
1: okay so we have some reprieve from the creepy creepy dolls here On a lighter note, I'm pretty sure one of my work locations is haunted. Nothing too crazy for the most part, just a rare door chiming when it wasn't open, lights flickering, doors creaking, cold spots for just a few seconds, little things like that. Mm -hmm. I work at multiple salon locations and this one has always felt different, like the feeling of someone being there, but in a different room, even when no clients are there. It's never felt scary or intimidating, and it's kind of nice feeling a little company since I usually work at this location and work 9 to 11 hours by myself. We play music through speakers while open, and the thing that happens the most often is a song will start playing, and after a couple seconds, it will skip to a different song. If I'm not busy, I'll give a quick, I agree, (laughs) and remove the song from the playlist. Or tell him, hey, I like that one. I say he because it always felt like a male presence for some reason. After noticing it was often Billie Eilish songs that the music skipped to, I started calling him <laughs> Billy. <laughs> oh, I love that. And I love that this I ghost like- likes Billie Eilish. Me too, ghosty. Same. I also think Billie Eilish would really like hearing this. Yeah. I feel like she'd be a big fan of a ghost enjoying her music. Yeah. The biggest sign, though, was one day, a couple years ago, I had to come into work with a really bad cold. Yay, management. I was in the front room sneezing and blowing my nose with some shitty half-ply tissues the company mistakenly bought (laughs) and we were trying to get through when I heard a big clatter in the back storage hall. Feeling like crap and knowing no clients were in, so it wasn't someone falling or breaking something, I took my time to walk back there. When I finally went back to see what the noise was, All of the new Kleenex brand boxes I stacked a week prior had been knocked off the shelves and onto the floor, while the shitty bulk boxes were still stacked nicely on the shelf. I was shocked, but opened myself a box of Kleenex and said, geez, Billy, okay, I'll use the nice ones. You don't have to be so aggressive about it. No, but Billy was taking care of her. He's like, enough. I literally see the snot breaking through this other tissue. And your poor nose is
0: probably getting so irritated. I know.
1: Billy is just a caretaking, Billy Billy Eilish-loving ghost. (laughs) He still likes to mess with stuff, but nothing has been moved or thrown since. I feel kind of bad, and I hope I didn't scare him into not showing that he's there. I don't mind it at all, as long as it's not something being thrown at me. LOL. I try to make up for it with an occasional good morning and goodbye and thanking him whenever he messes with my podcast audio when I'm on my phone and it's time to get ready to close. I have scared a few of the employees, so I try not to mention it, <laughs> unless they bring it up first. I only have about a week left before I'm leaving for a new job, so I'll be sure to tell him goodbye and to take care of the girls and the salon for me. Aww. I hope you get a chance to read these, even if they don't make it onto the pod. Well, now, Billy and you have. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for keeping it spooky and see you on the other side, Tiffany.
0: I had a moment of like how many states away are the dolls, Rose's dolls, but it I just double checked it's Illinois. So I think we're safe in we're safe from reading the dolls. this. Although I wonder if anyone listening within two states perhaps they are not safe. Well, also I'm
1: wondering were they even the dolls or was it just Rose being like okay you don't have to talk shit about my dolls. Yeah. Like, I'm going to spook you. You're you're making
0: fun of my stuff. I'm going to make fun of you right now. I'm going to make you look. I do. I do like that version of it because it's like, I just love that Tiffany's great aunt is preserving these dolls for Rose and Rose Mm -hmm. is still enjoying them. Like these were Rose's love, pride and joy in life. Right. And- they're not packed away
1: in some storage box where you can't see them. They're displayed on shelves in yeah, the basement. Like they're still facing out. And then yeah. in that spare room, they're, they're I'm assuming, out of boxes, like in the crib, in the chair, laying around. So they really are. And they're so well taken care of. Engaging with the space that they're in, which is, I'm sure, how Rose wanted them to be. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a sad thought to think. I was going to say it's sad to think that something that you love so much that maybe you leave to someone when you pass on could be basically like disregarded and thrown away. And it's something that you love so much. But on the flip side, I also have been a person who has like experienced hoarding tendencies because of the guilt I feel if someone gives me something, not keeping it or not displaying it or not doing something and then you start to lose a little bit of like yourself too yeah feeling like you need to do stuff for other people when so it's it's a hard balance i see both sides but yeah i'm glad that rose gets to that the great aunt has enough space that she feels comfortable having her own rooms her own space and also displaying what belonged to her sister
0: i agree and also this makes me think, because it kind of going back to what you said, like you said of, you know, how much do you display something because someone else had sentimental value and thought of you because of it or gave you something. And I can't imagine a world where Rose left all these dolls and Tiffany's great aunt decides, you know, what? I don't really care about them. I'm just going to like throw them in boxes, whatever. But then that might anger Rose. And I was trying to think of like what I would give to people that would make me angry if they just trashed them. And I think like my overalls, I'm going (laughs) to gift them to my children, to my friends. And if they end up in a dumpster or, I don't know, some place that is not where I gave them, I think I would be upset and I would haunt people.
1: (laughs) That's actually, I was thinking about not necessarily your overalls, but just, I'm such a purger. Like I go through my stuff at a, I do. De- I definitely don't make it more than three months before auditing some drawer, some section of my closet. Like I'm constantly going through and making sure everything's utilized and donating yeah. stuff all the time. But it made me realize the other day when I was going through clothes, I was like, "Oh, I should keep some stuff because like the things that are really nice or the things that do have sentimental value that just don't work for me anymore. Like I can keep a few items. To yeah, ha- to gift my friends or future kids or whatever, so that they have like vintage items that belonged to me. Because yeah. right now, none of that exists. So I basically was like, okay, I'll keep like maximum 15 items ever. And so I have like yeah. three items in a bag right now. And I think right like, when okay. we
0: have houses, that will be easier to do. But it's hard when you live in an apartment and you're like, I don't have much room to store things. It is.
1: Yeah. I feel suffocated and I really, in the grand scheme of things, don't most people would never describe my
0: place as like a hoarding situation, but I just feel like I have too much stuff. Which makes me uh, think of how I have to clean my apartment after this because it is a bit untidy. I just did laundry and like all my clothes are folded on the bed, but I haven't put them away yet. I'm like, (gasps) yes, yes. Oh, I was saying a hack. I'm not diagnosed
1: ADHD, but I relate a lot to the TikToks about ADHD. And one of the things that I struggle with when I'm cleaning is I'll half finish everything because I keep moving to a new room. Like if I grab something to put it away, now I'm in that room and I'm doing something in that room. And then I forget
0: all the time.
1: Yeah. And so it's a big production and like, I can't just put things away. Like then I start organizing then I go through like it, it's and Then you
0: dust and you clean and then you end up somewhere yes. else and you're like, oh my gosh, this is overwhelming too. So I'm going to start here. And then and you, then
1: I'm on Amazon yeah. and I'm buying new light bulbs. And then I'm like, let me go through my old light bulbs. Like, like it just is, it's never ending. But I saw this really good hack that someone who specializes in helping people with ADHD tackle certain tasks that other people don't have mm-hmm. trouble tackling and focusing on. Um, she had produced a video specifically about cleaning and said to grab everything that doesn't belong in like where it currently is in one room and put it all in a box. And then you clean all your surfaces and then you go to the box and then you just carry the box and focus on where putting everything back (gasps) from the box. Oh, that's so so smart. you might still get distracted putting stuff back in the other rooms, but you've at least already finished the room you started with. That's so smart. And finishing. I know. I'm like, oh, I got to start doing
0: that. And I think that's why I, I end up putting all of my stuff that needs to be put away onto my bed because I need to eventually get into my bed and I mm-hmm. can't if there's stuff on mm-hmm. it. So then I have to put things away. My problem is my dresser, I haven't ever decided how
1: I wanted to decorate it. So it's just a lot of open space. So I grab everything from the bed and I shove it on the
0: dresser. And then (laughs) it's kind of like when you were a kid and or at least for me, my mom would be like, "Okay, clean your room. And I would just like throw things in my closet and be like, I'm clean.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I also it took me a long time to learn that cleaning is different than organizing because clean your room to me was all right. I'm going through every single drawer. I'm looking through every single old photograph. I'm flipping through every photo album. Like, <laughs> it was, took me 13 What hours, an ordeal. But, yeah, I was going to say. You know, we're, we have a lot of the same habits, but we're learning some n- new good ones. And we get yes. to listen to ghost stories along the way.
0: Speaking of, I have a story from our listener, Piper, and it's called Meeting My Spirit Guide Who Might Be a Demon, and a demon trying to contact me when I watch a certain movie, but don't remember the movie. Or don't know the movie. I don't know. We'll find out. Okay. Hi, girls. I wouldn't say I started from the beginning, but I will say I've listened to all of your episodes. I just want to say I'm sending this from my phone, so my grammar might not be the best. Oh, and I'm listening to an episode while I'm writing this. Almost all of my spiritual interactions have happened in my dreams, which I remember three on most nights. Whoa, that's a lot of dreams to remember. That, yeah. Every night. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to start with my demon spirit guide. I was about five or six years old. And let me just say, I have very poor memories from my childhood, but these moments I remember clear as day. I had this dream and it's one of those types of dreams where it feels like it's actually happening and you don't feel like you're asleep. So in my dream, I was sitting in my queen bed, playing school with my stuffed animals, an elephant, a dog, and a care bear. The time was like early morning, but not so early that the sun was still down. At some point, I decided I would go and ask my dad for breakfast. But before I put my legs over the bed, I look over the side and a bald, bloody man. At this point, I didn't even see his face yet. He had a kind of olive skin tone. I, in my five-year-old state, sees this man sit on the corner of my bed that is also in the corner of the wall. Now you'd think my brain at this point would trigger me to wake up, but no, I sit there beating as fast as a race car and what seems like an eternity passes and nothing happens. So I slowly crawl over the side of my bed. When the man pops up, causing me to jump back, we make eye contact and his eyes were the only thing I remember about his face. His eyes were as red as blood and I realized... He was covered in blood. He said three words to me. You are special. And then I woke up. Now I'm five when I had this dream and normally I assume I should have woken up screaming and crying, but no. Yeah. I just woke up like I had a light sleep finding Nemo on my TV and (laughs) it was still dark outside. As years passed, I met someone who I told the dream about and she said it might have been my spirit guide but also he might be a demon. So you guys can take that apart as you will. Now, the demon trying to contact me from the movie. Now I haven't the godly knowledge of what this movie is. It might've been Indiana Jones movie, but it has happened twice. I was a slightly younger version of myself playing on a playground. Though it's like a tornado is happening, but the playground has some shield from the wind. I look under the playground, it's pitch black, like not a shade from the sun, but more space black with two red eyes, not to be confused with the spirit guide from the first story. But this thing seemed to be trying to get me to go under into this darkness with it. Hmm. I resisted until the end in which I do go under, but I wake up before I go. I had this exact dream twice. That's it from me. Say hi to Spooky Cat for me and stay spooky, my friends, from Piper. It's so
1: weird to think about the image that piper saw of this demon man with blood all over his face but then get the message that you are special i want to know here's what we don't get in email we don't get to hear how it was said because saying like you are are special special. is so much creepier than like you're special yeah you know so i want to know the intonation i want to know how this Give us the voice memos. Yeah, send us
0: creepy. Yeah, tell us how it was said. Because that totally changes like
1: was it yeah. a demon? Was it a spirit guide? Was is a spirit guide also a demon that just happens
0: to be Well, it's kind of like demon? what Ariel Willow has told us. She has demon spirit guides. Right. So, it's very possible that it's the same situation for Piper. I don't know. I don't know how things work, but sounds like piper has not seen this entity since so i don't know maybe it's now lurking in the background of piper's life because they realized how terrifying they appeared to be i also wonder too if the whole like we're
1: looking at it from the perspective of demons being bad right like we're thinking this is a Demons are bad. This guy has blood all over his face. This can't be any good news. Like he's trying to, Mm -hmm. there's something trying to get her to go like through the tunnel or whatever. Like that all seems creepy. But what if we change the lens that we're viewing this as? And what if he's just, this, this image is an unlikely, well also biblically, if we talk about angels, they're very scary looking. So I'm almost wondering if like going through the tunnel is a spiritual awakening, like just Keep swimming and you'll be super enlightened. Like everything will make sense. You'll be... keep
0: swimming. To the the demons.
1: To the demons. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess you don't know what's on the other side. (laughs) But... Demons are friends, not food. I mean, clearly Piper... Piper is swimming. did Piper say that? Like going through the
0: tunnels? So... yep, Yeah. But paper wakes up every time yeah we don't know right we do not know Mm.
1: okay i have one called haunted cafe ghost children and baker bill oh oh baker bill that seems like a fun name we have another uh fun haunted work site basically
0: and another bill and another bill
1: this is the bill episode bill boo, bill hey spooky girls I just listened to your keg episode about the haunted restaurant, which gave me flashbacks from being a waitress and forgetting everyone's ranch. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I used to work at a small, well-known breakfast cafe that had the best cinnamon rolls. We were really well-known for our giant, delicious meals and our friends from the other side. The building was a very old school from the early 1900s. The top floor was a gym, and the bottom, which is where the restaurant is, was where the school cafeteria was located. The cafe walls and floors were original. Let me introduce you to the ghost. The kids. Oh, multiple. There were a handful of kids that would run around and giggle in the bathroom. It was so creepy to be alone, closing, and hear kids running. One time I was at the sink when I felt someone pull my ponytail really hard. I turned around to yell at my coworker just to realize that no one was there. I assume it was some of the kids trying to get my attention, but it spooked me for sure.
0: It also feels like a bully, bully move to, like, pull your ponytail. Right? Down.
1: They must be daring each other. Or I'm a sure. ghost that has
0: a crush because yes, boys yep. are so I know. mean.
1: Kids are. We, there should be, like, a flirting one class in kindergarten. Yeah. No pushing, no shoving, no attacking each other. Yeah. My boyfriend was one of the bakers, and early in the morning, he would hear the kids running and laughing, and he would yell, Stop it! (laughs) And they would be quiet for the rest of the time that he was there. They were scolded. They were, You stop running! They would also play tricks on us and hide things that we were looking for, such as the jam scoop and important keys. (laughs) Baker Bill is another one of the spirits here. In the 90s, our longtime head baker, Bill had a heart attack, and he died in the bakery.
0: Oh, my God. His last
1: words were, can someone take the cinnamon rolls out of the oven? Oh. majority of the recipes that we have are named after Bill, as he really loved what he did. That being said, I was a baker there on the weekend, and Bill would turn the ovens off, stop the mixer, and stand in the hallway. We would just feel a very judgmental presence watching us, as well as seeing a dark shadow. I feel like he knew that I was new and he was just keeping a close eye on me to make sure I was following his recipes correctly. He was a nice ghost. He just had a tough old grandpa vibe. No. The scariest thing he did was sit in the cafe and walk down that hall, which scared our manager so bad. She immediately clocked out and had to come back early the next morning to finish her paperwork. (laughs) Well, that's it for now. I am also in my B era and will send more stories soon. For now, see you gals on the other side. Jess.
0: um, I love to picture Bill and all of these kids and like Bill reading bedtime stories to the kids and also being like reprimanding of the kids of like behave. Yes. And then watching everyone, you know, with his like fists on his hips, kind of like, are you all doing what I taught you? I feel like he must have gotten the warmest reception to
1: when he passed, because assuming that all of these little ghost kids have been here for a very long time, yeah. like they probably associate him as the man who makes the place smell really good. Like he makes the cinnamon rolls. And so I'm just imagining like Ugh. when he passed and he is now in the astral plane, like all the little kids being like, Bill, it's Bill, it's Bill. And just i just being so excited to have him there. That just made my mouth water thinking about cinnamon buns. Like I'm like, mm-hmm. The icing, mm. the cinnamon. Oh, I want it all.
0: <sighs>
1: I just want the fillings of all the dessert. I want to just buy the cinnamon and the icing. I want to buy the baklava filling. Like, I just
0: want the frosting. I just want oh, the mousse. interesting. See, I'm more of the, the baked good part. You're a bread girl. Like, the, whenever yeah. I have cupcakes or cake, I, I don't like the frosting. Unless it's cream cheese frosting, that's the only one I like. Cream cheese. Well, Sabrina, actually, this is a perfect partnership,
1: you and I, because you'll take the cake part and I'll take the frosting. But
0: yeah, lovely. Everyone this needs is like a cake, a frosting gal to their cake.
1: Um, ma- Nikita, my friend Nikita, and I, <laughs> we, when we worked at the same company, we, they had hard boiled eggs and she would actually, no, I think Nikita brought them in. And she would only eat the egg whites and so she'd give me the egg yolks and I would just eat the egg yolks, which like if you came back to it, like that's kind of, I shouldn't have been doing that. Maybe I should have also had egg whites.
0: The uh, yolks aren't that but bad. Alas, I mean, yeah.
1: No, but I was, I was taking down a lot of them every day. <laughs> like, <laughs> this was the daily snack. And then fast forward a few years later, and both Nikita and I have eggs on our like list of we're not supposed to be. We have like strong sensitivities too, oh, and we're like, no, curse. curse, All the years we were just taking down eggs, you and
0: I. That's probably why you're so sensitive to them <laughs> now. You've Maybe. had too many. I know. Okay, so I'm sorry in advance, but I am reading a scary story at the end. Hmm. Uh, it's from our listener. Katie, and it is called The Creepiest Ghost Encounter I Have Ever Experienced. Wow, ever. Hi, ghostesses. I found your podcast about nine months ago and love listening to it. When I was a kid, I had a ton of experiences with the paranormal. And even now, I am still having experiences here and there. But this is a story from my teen years. I was at my sister's house waiting for her to get ready to go out with her husband on a date And she asked me to come over and babysit my baby nieces. It was early evening and the kids were already asleep in their nursery. So before we get into the meat and the potatoes of this story, I (laughs) want to note that this house she was in was one of the creepiest places I have ever been. It was set up like this. You walk into the kitchen and go through it to the dining room. And on the left wall of the dining room was a doorway to the living room and the hall where all the bedrooms and bathrooms were. So it's kind of like a walk through everything to get to Mm -hmm. the bedrooms. There was a couch at the back of the living room set up perpendicular to the hall. No wall here. So it kind of looked like an upside down T. The first door on the left of the hall was the main bathroom. And now prior to this encounter, I had always had dreams when I slept over that that room was covered in blood, blood on the walls, blood on the mirror, even blood overhead on the light. At the end of the hall was a bedroom that also always creeped me out. My sister decided to just use it for storage so that she wouldn't have to go in there. Which is saying a lot because we grew up in a haunted house that the site was allegedly a makeshift Civil War hospital. More on that later if you're interested. Absolutely. Uh, yes. So anyway, my sister was freaked out enough that she kept that storage room door closed always. So back to the story. My sister was in the shower in the main bathroom, the one on the left, and I was laying on the couch just waiting for her to go out. When I hear it, I hear her calling my name. Katie. So I called out, what? To which my sister yelled from the bathroom, what? I shook my head and ignored her and laid back down. She has a history of doing stuff like that just to annoy me because sisters, (laughs) am I right? But then it Mm -hmm. happened again. Katie. And I said, what? It happened 10 times, always in her voice. Finally, I was so mad, I jumped up, I opened the bathroom door and said to her while she's still in the shower, why are you calling me? She was confused and said, Katie, I am not calling you. Go, I need to get ready. I was so mad, I stomped back to the couch unconvinced. And then the most chilling thing happened. I heard her again. Hey, her voice said. I sat up. And looked over the back of the couch, down the hallway, and the door to the back storage room slowly crept open, and a voice said, "Come here." No. Yeah, don't that's a go hard in there. Pass. This is the movie Barbarian. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Years later, we had forgotten the exact address, but we were thinking about the house, so. We looked up the street and learned that years before she lived there, she's living somewhere else now, an adult son had sadly murdered his mom in her house on that street. He had stabbed her in the bathroom. And remember Katie had seen like blood. Yeah. Stay spooky. Let me know if you want me to send more. See you on the other side, Katie.
1: Oh, that is so sad. That is so sad.
0: I know. Oh, yeah. I mean, she was seeing the room covered in blood. So that's, yeah. And it sounds like it wasn't even exactly that house. Or maybe it was. I'm not sure. But if that's the case, then like this dark energy and like residual sadness and trauma is clearly permeating the entire street, not just one house. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I know.
1: And then the calling out the, Katie, Katie, it makes me, it obviously sounded both like it was coming in her sister's voice, but it must have sounded like it was coming from the bathroom too, because she knew her sister was in the bathroom and didn't, it's not like it was another part of the house where she's like, oh shit, who is that? You know? Which to me me is like negative, scary, something mimicking. Yeah. But it also just reminds me of like the mom, like almost calling out Mm. for- help like trying to get the attention of bad things could happen in the bathroom i know but the come here that's true that's true that's is true you're ominous. right you're right yes it is and it's like freaking open come here no 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 thank yeah. you
0: no thank you no thank you well if you hear anything from your apartment when you're alone or Something mimicking your friends and family, or just, I don't know, anything paranormal, creepy, supernatural, please email them, email them, email them, email them, email them to us at two girls one ghost podcast at gmail.com.
1: Thank you to all of you for listening, and we will see you on the other side.